Hi, I'm Jenny. And I'm Christina. We're two sisters who started our own separate businesses, and we have now come together to share all things business growth and personal growth. Every week, we will share practical business tips that we have learned along the way. We're also ready to dive deep and help you feel less alone as we chat all about navigating running a business while also running a household. So grab a drink and join our sisterhood as we discuss all things womanhood, motherhood, and small business. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Small Business Sisters. Today's episode, we're going to be talking all about our platforms that we use for our websites, as well as our POS systems that stands for point of sale systems that we use at our brick and mortars. And we're going to be talking about the pros and the cons with each and maybe what category you might like to fall into if you are running your own small business. So we're going to start just by saying our names. I'm Christina and I own Beautiful Chaos Shop. And I'm Jenny from Illuminate Space. Okay. So we're going to start with Beautiful Chaos Shop. And um, we wanted to talk about these different websites because we actually use different ones. And so we can give you the pros and cons of each one and what they do well for our sites and what maybe could be improved on their sites. I hope they're all listening to this podcast. (laughs) Um, I'm sure they are. (laughs) (laughs) So Beautiful Chaos Shop started on Etsy and Etsy is its own search engine. So it's comparable. I mean, not as big as a Google, but people go to Etsy to find handmade items. So Etsy, you actually can't sell things that aren't handmade. It's only a handmade marketplace, which people went crazy for Etsy in 2020. It's where people would go for masks and um, headbands with buttons and all of the things they loved thinking they were supporting handmade, which you are when you buy from Etsy. I love Etsy for that very reason that even if somebody doesn't know about your shop, that if they go to the main Etsy page and search for women's t-shirts, my tees could pop up. So I love the the element that it is a search engine. And I think a lot of generic... Not generic. A lot of organic sales come through Etsy just from people using it as a search engine. Etsy is known to have a little bit higher of fees. And so you have to really work that in and see if you want to spend the fees for Etsy. But like I said, it's for marketing purposes. To me, it is worth it. Um, It's very easy to use Etsy. I think anybody could go on there and set it up. They make everything really easy. They have lots of tutorials. But with Etsy, because it's a search engine, I would say the con is you really have to be on your game when it comes to SEO, which is search engine optimization. Because if you're not, you're going to get lost in a sea of sellers. So I also say with the popularity that came in 2020, so a lot of people stopped working and they depended on their side hustles. And so I will say Etsy became pretty saturated this past year, which is why your SEO has to be on the mark. Um, Shout out to Morgan Neald because her SEO course is phenomenal. But I love Etsy. I definitely think if you're in a handmade category, you should utilize Etsy, especially just to start building your site. If you don't already have organic customers that find you, it's a great way to get your name out there. yeah, is that are you still are you done? Because <laughs> I have some things to. Add I would love to hear your thoughts about Etsy. <laughs> Jenny does not sell on Etsy. Was I, there a reason why you didn't sell on Etsy? 
Well, actually, I well, side note, I don't know if you can hear my puppy crying right outside the door. So I'm sorry. I can't hear that. Um, He loves me. But I so I did start on Etsy. I don't know if you remember that. I um, I was on Etsy probably for like six months because, again, back to your point, like Etsy is where handmade sellers go and where people looking for handmade goods go to buy things. So Etsy is great in that way when you're just getting started out because you're already on a platform where people value your brand pillar of handmade goods. So that's how I got started. What I, so how our businesses are different, Christina, you're really in a niche of pocket tees like that's that's not a huge thing so you're gonna stand out on there candles Mm -hmm. I mean candles are like one of the number one home decor things right there so you I mean candles it's so heavily saturated that it people were not finding me once I started doing candles secondly um it like yes I agree it's so good for marketing and people finding you. Um, but then you're on their brand on Etsy. So like, you're going to have to pay those fees. People are going to always come to Etsy and maybe they're going to look for a banana coconut candle, but it might not always be mine. So those customers are coming back to Etsy, not necessarily illuminate space. Yes. Especially if people order and don't keep your card. Yes. Then then they're just going to go search, oh, banana candle. Mm -hmm. And whereas people might go search um, rainbow packagey and you are going to be like top on there because Mm -hmm. there's probably not as many rainbow packages as there are banana candles. So that was just something I started noticing that like, okay, I either have to invest a lot because you can... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can like boost yourself in Etsy, right? So you are seen. So (laughs) since 2020, their algorithm has really gone wacko. And so I'm in a ton of Etsy groups where it's it's undecided if ads are working or not. Mm -hmm. Um, So I will say that to your point about you're on their brand, Etsy can do whatever they want. And so they can just randomly switch and be like, we are going to go this direction. Um, We are not going to allow this product because blank. So that is a definite con of Etsy is that you're under their rules, their algorithms, kind of like Facebook, because we're not going to talk about this, but Facebook has its own commerce now as well. But you're under their guidelines. And so especially... Recently, you know, they can switch those up or interpret them however they want. And so with Etsy, you are more dependent on their brand than necessarily yours. Like how you said, if I buy fabric from Etsy all the time and I can't tell you the shops that I buy them from because I'm only worried about the fabric I got. So if I'm going to go buy more fabric, I don't necessarily remember those shops. I'll just put in the search bar. Right, right. And and I will say like the pro to Etsy is that everything is done for you. Like there is so much, I'll talk about how I do WooCommerce on my website and like you have to build it from the ground up. Like you have to do everything. Whereas Etsy, even though you're paying a little bit more in commission, they're doing like, it's such an easier system to just go in. Oh, someone bought your thing. Then you click like print shipping label. And then you go like- Yes, actually let's touch on that because- 
that's another pro of Etsy. And we'll talk about this as Shopify too, is you do just press print shipping label and they do everything through with UPS and UPS and FedEx for you. And you don't have to do that. Like I remember that just being so much easier. So, so that's why I think it's, Etsy is like the perfect place to start. In the For sure. I would say that to beginners. Like if you're just opening up your business, Etsy is a yes. perfect, perfect spot to start. And then you just, again, we mentioned this in our intro episode of like, we've just each learned how to pivot with our business. And for pocket tees and headbands and turbans and everything, like Etsy works so well. Because didn't, didn't Etsy push, they want you to do free shipping? Yes. So, so you're lightweight, like that works more into, I mean, my, my candles are two pounds. Right. To right. Shape. So like that mead, that's when I started to get off Etsy was that was that's a really such a good point. Yeah. Um, I you just couldn't wrap that. Shipping. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like, that was another thing I had to consider. Mm-hmm. So you kind of forego, there's no like perfect system. I think out there, like we're going to talk about how there's pros and cons to yeah. each one, so, but you just find like what works for your business at that moment in time. Yeah. So what Jenny's talking about is Etsy had a um, campaign where if you said you would do free shipping, they would move you up in the search bar. So for me on a shirt, shirts are not expensive to ship there. It's about 3 to $4, depending on where it's going in the nation. So for me, I could eat that cost. Whereas candles are like $10. To right. Ship. Right. So gens are more, but also you could, I could build that into the price of the shirt. So I could up my price of the shirt by $4, but then say free shipping, or I could leave the price of the shirt and just eat the, eat the cost of shipping. And so that was something you had to figure out too. And, um, at, because Etsy has a lot provided for you, they could show me comparables. Like if you increase your each item by 50 cents, then it ends up paying for the shipping that you've charged for all of March or whatever. So they do help you see how to make it financially better, more stable, I guess. But to your point about the people that have heavier items, that is a big cost. Like you, if you lose $10 a candle, that's a big big loss. That's a big loss. But also Etsy's Etsy itself has had to pivot because they're competing against places like Amazon. And so when, and we know we've had customers that I mean, Jenny and I are Amazon buyers. And when you have something that can get there in two days and free shipping, now everyone who sells kind of has to compete with that. So those are our pros and cons to Etsy. Um, Jen, you use WooCommerce for Illuminate Space. So will you talk a little bit about that? I know nothing about WooCommerce. Yeah. So um, when I start... So when I was like, okay, I don't know that Etsy is working for me because I I would sell some of my decor pieces. But when I moved into candles, I really was not selling on Etsy. And I think it was because there's so many candles and the shipping piece. Like people don't want to pay... $20 $20 for a candle and then shipping as well. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do my own website. And, and this is something you kind of get to when you start to establish your brand and you feel like you do have enough customers that would follow you to your own website, then that might be the time to change your platform. Because again, you are paying a lot in fees in Etsy, but they really do do everything for you and they hold your hand. So that is like 
the best part about starting about Etsy. So Mm -hmm. I looked into for my market. And again, this is, you have to look at your product that you're selling or service you're offering. There's different pros and cons to all the platforms out there. My two I was looking at was Squarespace and WooCommerce. And really, I just, I just Googled like Squarespace versus WooCommerce. And I read so many articles listing out kind of like we're doing the pros and cons of each. And for me, it really just came down to at that time, because this was like a year into Luminate Space was the cost. And WordPress is completely free. Um, I do pay for... So, okay. So Squarespace, you're paying like a monthly fee. It's more like Etsy and that they're doing a lot for you. Mm -hmm. uh, WordPress WooCommerce is like, you're building it from the ground up. So you pick what you want to add and that's what you pay for. But you do have to have a little bit like... I've reached out to my brother and Christina's husband, Tyler, because there, I mean, I have shed tears over WordPress WooCommerce because you like literally build the entire thing. I will say there are, if you decide to go this route, there are really great resources. Um, I read lots of blogs and tutorials about people specifically helping beginner WordPress people. So it it can be done and it just comes down to what you want to pay out in the beginning of your business. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I'm like so far in, I don't, I think it would, I don't know for sure, but I think it would be way more difficult to switch over to Squarespace now that I'm in a place I could pay for that. But WooCommerce has been great. You just... They have, uh, so WordPress is the free blog. You buy your domain name. So your domain, I don't, I mean, that's just like what illuminatespace.com is probably like what, $10 a year. And then hosting, um, you can find different hosts and that I use Bluehost. So it's like three or $5 a month. And then I just pay for the plugins. Most plugins are free. And then it's like apps they're free. And then you can upgrade to like the premium version. Um, I just did that. Like I bought a bigger plugin uh, for my wholesale customers. So that's been really great now to be able to do wholesale on my WooCommerce. Which we will be doing an episode all about wholesales ins and outs. So yes, yes. Cause that is, that has been a huge learning experience. Um, But WooCommerce, like Christina said on Etsy about the shipping label, while it's not, that easy where it's already done for you. I, you can go. So I have a USPS plugin for my WooCommerce. So then you, um, everything's real. All the work comes at the front end really. So once you get your plugin set up, now I can just go in my orders and click like print shipping label and calculate the weight and stuff. So WooCommerce is a really great option. If you want to, um, have, have complete control. control over what everything looks like and how it's working. Cause you can't, you can do, it's limitless of the things you can do, but you have to get it all set up. Whereas, um, I don't know much about Shopify. Christine is going to talk about it, but Squarespace, it's like, here you click this and this is what your website is going to look like. So yes, I also, I, someday I would love to invest in someone building. Um, so it's called WordPress themes. So like what, the actual look of the website. I've just always bought uh, pre-made templates on Etsy. Actually, they sell templates. So I have uh, a theme I bought and then that's what the website looks like. And then I am the one that goes in and does all the plugins for that. That's awesome. It works well. There are times where I want to cry, but... (laughs) 
still but for for my um social media course, I had to build a Squarespace site. So I guess we could have thrown Squarespace on here, although I don't know what else well yet. I'm three months in. But thankfully, just like Jen said, my husband, his degrees in software development. So any questions that I have, he's able to quickly fix or I'm not the best learner. And so I told him, I was like, I'd rather you not teach me and just do it. <laughs> um, which I think frustrates him. But anyways... With Squarespace, there has been times that I've wanted to cry. But once you get the hang of it, it actually... You have to put your mindset kind of as a developer at that moment of like how the pieces go together. But it's been all right. Well, I'll, and this I'll, is I'll update you in a year. Yeah. <laughs> and this is something... Um you can hire out like that when you get to a higher level, like you can have someone completely do your website and maybe uh-huh. someday I'll be at that point. But these are great options. Like we said that we wanted to share how we have done it, just building our business over the years. Mm-hmm. So we're going to move on to Shopify and I'm pretty new at Shopify. We run our Just Add Jeans subscription box from Shopify. So I've gotten to know it a bit from there. And then I also now have Beautiful Chaos on Shopify as well. The reason why I did that is because now that I've kind of built a customer base, like Jenny was talking about before, I don't need people to come to Etsy to find me anymore. So Shopify just is super user-friendly for the user side. And backend, it's really simple as well. It sounds similar to WooCommerce in the fact that there are applications you can add to it. So I can add on a text message element where I can text straight to my customers or I can add an application that like Pinterest will come in and take my pins automatically. And so you can add widgets to it basically. That's been really helpful and it's super, super user-friendly. And they also build your site for, for you. So on Etsy, I had something called Etsy Pattern where it would be my domain name and not etsy.com slash beautiful chaos. I could have beautiful chaos shop. And Etsy Pattern is actually like a very user-friendly... You would go to it and not know it's Etsy. So I switched that element over to Shopify. And Shopify, it seems to be the same for me as Etsy. User-wise, as a beginner, I prefer Etsy. But user-wise, 5 years into my business, I prefer the Shopify side. They have things like you can copy a whole listing directly over. There's just user-friendly from the backend that I prefer from Shopify. As far as fees and stuff go, it's very, very similar to Etsy. And Shopify... One thing that I do like more about Etsy than Shopify is state taxes, sales tax. Etsy will automatically pay those for you. So every 3 months... It, this is something I had to learn too, by the way. We'll do a tax yeah. accounting one hundred and one <laughs> episode, but I didn't know you had to pay sales tax every quarter um, until maybe two years into my business, and so it's kind of a pain in the butt. Not gonna lie. And so when Etsy, this is pretty recent. Within the last two years, they started sending every quarter your taxes to the state. Now you still have to file a report. I still have to file a report with them, but Etsy has already paid my taxes to them. So that's they go through and they find you pay your where your business is, that's the sales tax you pay. So I pay all sales from Texas people. And so 
Yes. And that that's what same for me. That's what I was going to say. It varies by your state. So yes. like I just have to pay the sales tax and my website only collects sales tax on people in Illinois. Illinois. Yes. So they'll, they will go in for me. I remember months where I'd have to go individually through the orders that I'd get every month and calculate it from people who bought in Texas. And it just took, it's, I, I'm being very dramatic because I am dramatic, but it took a, it took a few hours out of a day to do every quarter. And so it's just one of those things when you have... And in the first episode, we were talking about all the baskets you have as a small business owner. The more you can take out, the better. So for Etsy, doing that for me has been a game changer. So I will say between the two, while Shopify is more user-friendly on the back end, Etsy, just doing that tax portion for me is pretty much worth it to only be on Etsy. Uh, at this point, does but your I have a hack for that from my 15 year old. Would love to hear it because yeah, this is when I was like cry, crying for hours, like couldn't figure out my sales tax because same thing. Like WooCommerce doesn't say like here are your sales from Illinois, and here right. like it just tells me. Does yours tell you how much sales tax you collected? Probably. Okay, so all you do is take the amount of sales tax you collected divided by the sales tax rate. So minus seven and a half percent. And it gives you the full, the amount of sales that you collected sales tax. That's on. amazing. Thank you, Trevor. I know, I know. I was like, Trevor, that just seemed to me like... This is why you have kids. So then Illinois, all my form looks like... So Illinois people, you go to my tax... My tax Illinois or something. So dumb. Illinois is the worst state, but I hope. I, I think ours is like comptroller Texas or something. But all you do is you put on your amount of sales from Illinois, which you get from dividing the sales tax you collected divided by that's the rate. That is an awesome. I know. I was like, oh my gosh, that tip. was amazing. Okay. Yes. Thank you for that, Trevor and <laughs> And yeah, so what. That between the two as a starter, like I would choose Etsy. Now, as far as a subscription box goes, we had to use Shopify. And Carrie was much more familiar with Shopify because that's what her business uses. And I'm so thankful. She does all of our backend stuff. And <laughs> I am so thankful. Good job, um, Carrie. Yeah. Shout out, Carrie. But the Shopify has an app, an application, you know, like an app on your phone that we can connect to it that is separate from Shopify. It's called Recharge, but it's that's actually the program that goes in every month and like uh, withdraws the money from that person, charges that person. I was like, what word am I looking for? <laughs> so Shopify isn't actually the one going into people's information every month to grab it. It's the app behind the scenes, Recharge. And so that is not an option on Etsy. I'm sure you could do it on WooCommerce with an app of some sort. I did for my candle subscription. Oh, that's right. Jen did. It was a little, I mean, and again, we'll probably speak on this later about all our fails, but I like that. Another thing with the plugin, I messed something up and like all of my subscriptions got charged a second time and I had to go like email everybody so that there is possibilities. But again, like Christine is talking about Shopify there, there are things that you just want to invest the money in and make sure it doesn't go wrong. Yes. And subscription boxes for sure. Okay, so we're gonna move on. Those are the 
platforms that we use for our online shops. So we wanted to talk about, we both have brick and mortars and we do want to clarify like Shopify has a brick and mortar POS point of sale system, but Square does as well. And we both happen to use Square. Uh, And so we will talk a little bit about that from both of our perspectives and then we will wrap up. So I'll start with Square. Square is not my favorite. It it was great until COVID hit and we had to go online. So had it been any other year, I probably would be in love with Square because it has been pretty easy to figure out. I think there are a lot of unnecessary steps when you put in inventory. There's a ton of buttons to click that probably aren't necessary. It could all be on one line instead of having to X out of boxes to get to them. So I'm all about like saving as much time as I can. So when I have to do extra steps, it becomes not my favorite. But the thing with Square is they their online platform isn't Square. It is called Weebly. And it's the website that they use for people to buy online. And what we have found, at least for our brick and mortar, maybe it is user error, although we've gotten a lot of help and I don't think that it's user error is our inventory wasn't lining up. So when COVID hit and we had to all of a sudden go all online because I think the whole nation shut down and everybody had to close. Now, Texas opened sooner than you guys did, Jen, as far as retail went, but we had to go straight online. Um, And what was happening is people were buying things. It would hit out of stock and they could still buy it. And we thought for sure it was a button that we had pressed that, or, you know, a box that we had to uncheck or check. And it wasn't. And we were on the phone with Square for a long time. And then they were like, oh, this isn't a Square problem. This is a Weebly, Weebly problem. And we had to call Weebly. And then they couldn't figure it out. So it was a whole thing. But when you're talking about running a business in a pandemic, people are doing porch pickup. You can't even see them face to face. When they've ordered something, expecting it the next day, sometimes even within two or three hours, those first couple days, and it's out of stock and you were able to buy it. And now we have to go in and do all these refunds. And it was such a cluster. And so that is my complaint with Square is if you are a brick and mortar and you sell online as well, the inventory element is just really hard. And I will say this because I've had my brick and mortar friends ask me. So I have brick and mortar friends that don't have uh, an Etsy shop or a Shopify shop. And so they were asking me, how do I connect all of that inventory? And my answer is I don't. I actually run Beautiful Chaos completely separate from Wildflower. And we'll do a uh, an episode about that too. Maybe how we... Yeah. Because I the same thing. Like, yeah. Illuminate Space is just a an artisan at... Um, Yes, and same here. We are basically contracted by the Wildflower yeah. Republic and then the Wildflower pays us. So I don't have to thankfully keep track of inventory between all of the places. I only have to keep track of my beautiful chaos inventory for Etsy and Shopify. And I don't have those connected because when you're a maker, you don't necessarily have to have something in stock to be able to make it. I can order shirts as they come in. It's called made to order. So I don't worry about it as much there. But at Wildflower, if I have a shirt on there in a small, medium, and large, somebody buys the large and then someone buys online and expects a large within the next day, that's a problem. And so we that that was our biggest pain point for Square, but mainly mainly our pain point with Square is 
the user side backend is just more difficult and just a lot of steps. But along with that, they charge for everything. So when we went online, Melissa, my co-owner, sells signs. Well, signs are really expensive to ship. And Square wouldn't let you... We were just saying how through Etsy and WooCommerce and Shopify, you can put in the dimensions and the weight and it will auto-calculate what the post office is going to charge. That way, the seller isn't out of money when they go ship it. Well, Square, in order to do that for her signs, it, it was like close to $100 a month to have that function. And it's worth it because when you're shipping signs, otherwise you're out that money, but they will charge for every use that you use. So I don't even... Most and I have to sit down and look at what Square's charging us per month. But every time we're like, we can't do this, we need to and call them, it adds $10 a month or whatever. So I will say Square is definitely really expensive. Oh, yeah. See, we never... we So I'll touch on uh, the difference between PayPal and Square for us because that's where we ran into an issue. But um, we we did like a, a week on Square online and it did seem cumbersome we but so we just use our square register in store we don't have items online again because so we have 19 women artisans who sell on their own in their own platforms that we felt like if people wanted something specific they can just go there so we haven't done the online side but i remember the week that we did we tried it around christmas i think just for curbside pickup mm-hmm. and same thing. So my candles have so many variations, not only scent, but size. And right. it would be like, they'd buy something that wasn't in stock. And so we ran, and I can't just like whip up a candle <laughs> on spot. So um, yeah, we did. There is some disconnect between Square Online versus the Square Point of Sale. It looks very sleek. It's um, Clean. I like when things like look clean. And yes, it's very modern and does yeah. look really pretty. So I do like the square register. I mean, mm-hmm. it is like a good chunk of money, but it definitely stepping up from the plug-in reader on your phone to the register is really worth it. Yes. We did the same around Christmas and people even comment on it. They're like, yeah. oh my goodness, it's you're just- a real store now. You have your register. Yeah, it's just, it's just a good move to make. And uh, we tried to do the PayPal point of sale system. Um, Here's what I didn't like about PayPal. You, back to the tax thing, because it goes into PayPal, like the point of sale goes into PayPal. It was so hard. I was doing invoicing too for wholesale. You could not separate out like what was tax was collected, things like that. So at the end of the year, PayPal was too hard. And then um, we know, so we tried for weeks to get a light and pine PayPal set up. And I, you, okay, Christina knows I hate to talk on the phone and like customer service is the worst. And I spent like two hours on customer service, finally getting to the top person. And they're like, oh, business, one social security number is allowed to have a business account. So because oh. Illuminate Space had a business account, Real mm-hmm. Happy Space had a business account, we couldn't use our social security number either of ours to open a light and pine business. So long story short, Bummer. If, you're, um, if you have multiple businesses, like you've heard both of us talk about, PayPal is not for you because you can only have one. Yes. One and back to something positive about Square, their reports are amazing. Yes. You can get reports for anything. So we have 
contractors, they're artisans that sell at Wildflower. And I'm able to pull up what they did that month, the item by item. I can export it and just send yes. them that file. So their reports, they make it so easy. The end of the year makes it super easy. I mean, you yeah. can find out any, you can find out how many customers you had, how many were new, how many were returning. What time of the day they came. What time of day it was popular. Uh, you could you can compare everything like day by day, week by week, month by month. It's just, yeah, Square has really great analytics. Again, I think it's just the uh, combining the online piece that maybe needs yes some work. Stupid COVID. <laughs> because so, I think it's all very, um, as far as fees, they charge you like on card swipes. I think 2.79 like, is pretty yeah. across the board. It, you, yes. It's all going to be similar. Yes. Yes. And I'm sure someone out there who's super type A has done <laughs> cough, my husband cough has done a an Excel spreadsheet that compares all of the fees and what you're spending. But that's some real life stuff that we've dealt with with all of the website hosts and point of sales. And we know not there's not a perfect fit for everybody, but that can kind of give you an idea of what's worked, what we've learned from using those point of sales, those website um, platforms. We would love to know what you use and why you love it. So if you hop over to Instagram, you can follow us at at Illuminate Space is Jenny and at Beautiful Chaos Shop, S-H-O-P-P-E, is me, Christina. And we would love to hear what point of sale or what website host you love and why. And if you have any questions about it, you're welcome to reach out to us at either one of those Instagrams. <laughs> yeah. And let us know what you would like to hear us talk about. Cause we'll, we'll pretty much talk about whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, thank thanks you for so joining much. us. Bye. Bye.